Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a pleasant good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Coaches Show. Unfortunately and sadly, it is the last one of the season. The Saints drilled the Falcons yesterday 48-17 to to win four of their last five to finish at 9-8, and but unfortunately didn't get the help they needed and will not have postseason. Joined by Saints head coach Dennis Allen. And coach, uh, I heard you, you know, speak to the media this afternoon, so I got a little heads up on some things, but just wanted to get your thoughts on, on a strong finish. But as your dad told you, and you mentioned today, and I was curious if this was a, a coaching lesson or a life lesson, that it, you know, close only counts and you know, hand grenades and horseshoes, horseshoes and hand grenades. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, look, I think it's both, right? And I think, um, I think the National Football League, and I think professional football and football at any level, uh, is really a life lesson. Um, there's a lot of lessons that you can learn about life through your participation um, in organized sports, and, and, and in particular. Um, the game of football, um, and, and certainly um, we all understand that you know the the the, the profession that we've chosen and 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 what we do for a living is is a production based business, um, and we all understand that, and we chose that, uh, and so um, you know we understand that the production needs to be better, and uh, and we're going to work extremely hard to to uh, to get better. And I did think there was improvement um, from year one to year two. Uh, and it's certainly not where we want to be, but I think we're moving in the right direction. Now, uh, Coach Allen, uh, moving in the right direction, uh, I mean, uh, what do you attribute this to? Uh, I mean, I'm looking at uh, the Saints. Uh, obviously, we had three takeaways uh, this past Sunday. Now we've had a total of 29. We more than doubled. Uh, I think that was a point of emphasis in the offseason. We more than doubled or recorded in 2022. We had 14. So what do you attribute that to, considering, uh, like last year, we won seven games. We were a minus 11. And we were plus, if somebody told me we were going to be plus 11, uh, Coach Allen, I would say there ain't no way in hell we're not winning double digit. If we, if we were plus 11 in the turnover difference, I'd have said, uh, uh, just tell me that uh, we're winning uh, 10 games or more. Yeah, look, um, well, certainly I think that's, that's, that's really the number one uh, statistic in football, and I think we were much improved in that area. I think we did a better job of protecting the football uh, offensively and in the return units. 
Uh, and I think we did a better job of taking the ball away defensively uh, and in the, in the coverage units on special teams. So, um, look, I think, <clears throat> I think it's a product of uh, emphasis. Um, I think our coaches put a huge emphasis on, on uh, the turnover-takeaway ratio. Uh, it was something that we uh, talked about every week. It was something that we put up every week. Um, you know, the records of the teams with plus turnover differentials and minus turnover differentials. Um, and, and it was something that we emphasized. And I think our players um, took to that. And I think they understood that. And I think it was a product of, you know, our guys making some plays when, when they had some opportunities to make some plays. Um, you know, I think there was a number of times last year that we had, you know, some missed opportunities on interceptions we that we didn't take it. advantage of. <laughs> And, and I think we did a much much better job of doing that uh, and, and capitalizing on those opportunities this year. Now, uh, Coach Allen, uh, tell the fans, what was your mindset? Because what happened in the first half, I said, you got to be kidding me. We want to take advantage of the dome field advantage in the Caesar Superdome. Oh, look at Atlanta. They came into the uh, game with only four pass plays of 50-plus yards this season. And yet, all of a sudden, uh, they had two of those type plays in the first drive. Uh, you got to be thinking, like, uh, okay, are we being desperate enough? What are we doing or not doing? We, you, you cannot give up those chunk plays. I mean, I, I know that that had to be a real thorn in your side, considering how that I know you're amongst the best in the National Football League on the defensive side. We can't give up those damn chunk plays. Now, we responded, uh, Desmond Ritter. All of a sudden, we're making him look like a Hall of Famer. He had a perfect quarterback rating, not so much the second half. But that had to be discouraging how we gave up those chug plays to start the game. Yeah, look, obviously I was frustrated with that, um, you know, because it it wasn't due to um, Atlanta uh, beating us. It was due to the New Orleans Saints beating the New Orleans Saints. Um, we didn't execute – you know, the defense properly on a couple of plays. And when you don't execute, particularly in the passing game, uh, it leads to explosive plays. I do think that that's one area that we've got to improve on uh, as we go forward is, look, we, we did a number of good things uh, defensively this year, um, but we gave up way too many um, explosive plays. And that has to, that has to improve for us to really play the type of defense that we need to be able to play. Um, And so like, could you look at situational defense, you know, third down defense was, was good again this year. Yes. Outstanding. Outstanding. Overall pass defense was good again this year. Red zone. We were a top 10 uh, red zone defense Uh, and points allowed. We were a top 10 points allowed defense. But Coach Allen, but Coach Allen, not sacks. I mean, come on. No, we got to be yeah. high 40s or hey, low 50s. Uh, come on. you got to be disappointed with the sacks. Come on. Yeah. Well, look, absolutely. Um, you know, there's – look, Bobby, there's, there's areas that I'm pleased with and there's areas that I'm not pleased with. Um, I'm talking about the explosive plays. Look, sometimes explosive plays happen when you don't get enough pressure on the quarterback. Um, so those are areas that we've got to look to improve, uh, and that's what we're going to do this offseason. So, Coach, let's talk about Derek Carr, 22-28, four touchdowns in his last five games, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions, and a completion percentage of 74.5%. And a couple of times Deuce was talking about during the game, 
that he, he's kind of watched – the question is kind of, have you watched Carr's confidence grow when he's throwing to guys like A.T. Perry and Olave and Shahid, where he's kind of learned through the season that my guy can beat your guy. And that's what Deuce said a couple times during the game. Like he's, It's like it's the back shoulder deep throws, but my, he's got confidence now that my guy can beat your guy. Well, and, and you know, like yeah. Hoss was saying, Coach Allen, uh, when you look at it, uh, the, the trio averaged 19 and a half yards per catch. Okay, I'm not talking about like 10 or 12 yards, 19 and a half yards. That, that, to me, that's unbelievable. You talk about it being explosive. I think those three guys were explosive with Derek Carr. Yeah, look, I, I definitely think that. I think that's one of the things that excites you about the potential that we have offensively. Um, look, I, you know, the first touchdown to A.T. Perry, um, you look out there on the field and it's A.T. Perry and it's Chris Olave and it's Rashid Shaheed and it's Kendra Miller. Like, that's the that's the skill group that's out there on the field and all of those are, you know, rookie and second-year players. And so that, that gets you excited to see what they – what uh, what this offense can be. And I do think Derek got more comfortable with those guys as the season went along. We'll take a break. We're with Saints head coach Dennis Allen, Mike Austin, Bobby Ayer, Mike Tatelli able to join us a little later in the show. We'll take a quick one, come back, talk more about the Saints' end of season and what's ahead here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, Mike Oss, Bobby A. Bear, and Mike Detelier, because of the weather, all in studio this evening. And with Saints head coach Dennis Allen and coach, let's get this this segment a little bit out of the way. Let's just talk about it. You work all week, you play for three hours, and then the final minute and thirteen is is what everybody's talking about today, and that is the, the victory formation of the run and, and and everything. I guess just take me through it from from your vantage point and how it happened and how Jameis even went into the game and just everything. So, but yeah, uh, yeah like, like, like Hoss was saying, uh, did, did you put in Jameis or did uh, Coach, uh, uh, Coach Carmichael, did he put Jameis in? What happened there? I mean, uh, what happened yeah, to well, close out look, the game? So I, so I would say this. I, I would say, number one, I think we've, I think we've discussed this um, – Plenty, and and I don't really have any further comment. You know, um, I have a I damn comment. Well, listen, you're more than welcome to your comments, Bobby. Um, <laughs> and yet, I think I've I think I've I've discussed this at nauseum, and I think I want the focus to be more about how the you know 58 minutes and 30 something seconds prior to that played out, because I thought our guys went out and played their ass off. Um, and, and, and played really well 
in a game against a division rival. Um, and, and I think that's what we ought to be talking about. No, I, we agree. It's just, you know how it is. I mean, it, the story is the story. So here's, can you settle one bet for me? If you can settle this bet for me, I won't, I won't ask you more about this situation. And that is, was Tyron Matthew trying to score? Absolutely. Okay. What he led the offensive lineman catch? Just, him? I thought Come he was. On. It just didn't look. It looked no, kind of. No, offensive lineman <laughs> caught him. That's like you getting old or something. I, mean, no, I, I didn't know. say that. That's Bobby. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like, come on, That's Bobby. <laughs> you you got to get in the end well, zone there. And, I lost and, my and I look at. I look at. We had an opportunity to, to shield the offensive lineman so he can't get down there and, and catch the guy. So, um, you know, it, that's why it takes eleven. Well, uh, Coach Allen, uh, you know, when I look at it, I don't know. I'm old school. I look at Vince Lombardi. I look at Bill Parcells. I look, uh, you were associated with him, uh, Sean Payton, uh, old school uh, Coach Mara. I'm on your side a thousand percent, not a hundred percent, a thousand percent. There ain't no way in hell that you disrespect the game and you're in a victory formation, and you try and score. What were you talking about? That's the most humiliating play when you're going against an opponent. We could score, but we're not going to score. We're just going to kneel down. To me, that's just the right thing to do in the history of the game. Now, to me, if Derek Carr was in the game, uh, I'd be extremely disappointed if Derek Carr did the same thing as Jameis Winston. I'm I'm just telling you. Oh, okay, everybody says we want to give uh, Jamal Williams a touchdown. He had 17 touchdowns last year. He led the NFL. Well, why didn't you do that before today? And we're going to throw you a bone that's uh, that's garbage touchdown. You average 1.9. Listen, I understand. Uh, look, you fullback. I, I, I'm blocking. I'm doing whatever I have to do. But to me, you cannot let the younger players all of a sudden thinking that they dictate. I know name, image, and likeness, transfer portal, and all that, but you got to respect the game. I look at maybe I'm too old school, I'm old curmudgeon, whatever, but to me, I'm on your side a thousand percent. I, I look at everybody involved, uh, like coach to coach and the coach of fraternity. Uh, let me tell you, anybody else that's, that does not agree with you, uh, I mean, I'd almost give him the middle finger. I mean, uh, the hell with all of y'all. Because I know what's right and what, uh, what's right and what's wrong and how you approach the game to finish a game. Come on. The game's well in hand. And we are not trying to uh, all of a sudden just score to be scoring. So that's why when I say all of a sudden the players, oh, they got all their back and all that, uh, I'm like, uh, uh, come on. Uh, th- th- that's not right. What's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Yeah, Bobby, I, I don't know if there was a question in there. I, like, <laughs> yeah, I was just a comment. You know? I don't know. I don't, I'm just commenting, uh, Coach Allen. I don't know. I, I'm just – I, I know what's right. I consider myself a little old school too, though, Bobby. And, and, and I do – you know, I've been associated with this game for a long time. My dad played in the National Football League. Um, and, and I got a lot of respect for this game and the people that are in this game. Players, coaches – front office trainers everybody that is 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 uh associated with the nfl um certainly i appreciate the opportunity to be in the nfl and 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 i respect this game and and the people that are involved in it coach changing gears a little bit talk about the offensive line and kind of the stellar job that it did in the second half pete goes to left tackle 
And you know, you know, I know they didn't run the you didn't run the ball as well as you you wanted to, but then it was kind of patchwork there for a while, like a lot of teams are in the, in the in the waning weeks. But that was probably when you were at your best, protecting Carr, and just talk about how those guys you know came together at the end. You know, like Hoss is saying, Andrews Pete was outstanding. I mean, uh, listen, I never would have thought this. All of a sudden, you go tackle, guard, guard, tackle. Andrews Pete this season. Uh, uh, come on, Coach Allen. Uh, he was unbelievable at left tackle. Now, it just shows you how talented he is. I don't know how passionate he is, but it shows you his, his talent. Uh, he, he was unbelievable. I, I mean, I think what he did this season. Yeah, look, I, I, think, you're, I think you're spot on there, Bobby, and, and I do think that Andrews Pete did a really, really good job for us. I don't think people really realize this. Like, offensive line, all positions are not the same. Um, you know, and so to go and and be working at and, and playing for a majority of your career at left guard and then all of a sudden in the middle of the season, hey, you're now the starting left tackle, um, you know, is, is, is a challenge to do. And, 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 look, I think a lot of guys stepped up in, in certain roles throughout the season on the offensive line. Uh, and I do think that, you know, as, as we began to get a, a group out there, um, that that kind of stayed out there together. I thought that unit uh, began to improve a little bit, particularly in the passing game. I thought the protection uh, as the season wore on uh, got better and better every single week. And I thought as you saw Derek get more and more comfortable in the pocket, as you saw him get more and more comfortable uh, with the skill players around him, I think you saw him play um, you know, at the level that I think he's capable of playing at, particularly in the last month of the season. You're listening to Saints head coach Dennis Allen, Mike Austin, Bobby Abear. I took a quick break. We're back after this on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back, Mike Austin, Bobby Abear. Mike Tatilia will join us in just a little bit. And with Saints head coach Dennis Allen, coach, got to ask you just a kind of a two part question. But one, are you going to watch Michigan and Washington tonight? Two, do you watch it like a casual fan? Or just like you're really watching it like a coach. Actually, three and three. Does your wife go really? Let me. I, I don't know your wife, but I know my wife. And you're first night home from from football. You're yeah. watching football well, well, at well, home. Well, but no, but I it's just, a national championship, so you I'm might just, be a football junkie. I believe all coaches' wives are saints. They are angels <laughs> because I know the profession. Listen. My wife would be pissed off at me if I wasn't watching this oh, game tonight. God bless so, her. Oh, so, so she's good. Oh, that's you're awesome. A, you're a winner, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, look. Hey, here's like, I'm going to watch this game for the pure enjoyment of watching a, a good college football game. Uh, certainly, there'll be some things that come up during the game that you'll look at and you'll go, ah, I don't know if I'd have done it like that. Or, man, that was really good what they did there, you know. But for the most part, it's just going to be about enjoyment. Uh, sit back and relax just a little bit um, and, uh, you know, try to enjoy a nice evening of watching football. Who do you like? Um, you know what? I I got Michigan, and I think as much of a reason why I got Michigan is because Mickey Loomis took uh, Washington in the Pac-12, so I didn't want to go along with him. Yeah, yeah. No, the whole Oregon-Washington thing, Pac-12, uh, no. Uh, it's amazing how Mickey Loomis believes that, uh, I don't know, uh, Eugene, Oregon, uh, it's like flowing out of his blood. I mean, that goes uh, way back in the whole Pac-12. So uh, no, no, that's a good thing. Uh, when I, Coach Allen, when I think, like, yeah, you, you got to give Mickey the business on that one. <laughs> well, listen, we'll, I, I promise you, 
whoever wins, um, you know, if, if, if Washington wins, I'm sure I'm going to hear plenty. Uh, <laughs> and I know if Michigan wins, Mickey's going to hear plenty. Now, uh, you know, uh, Coach Allen, when you look at um, where we're at and how you finish the season, obviously if there's one game, no, you can always look back because there's probably a handful of games. But I look at the damn Green Bay game. You're on the sideline, and you get a, a special teams touchdown, and we're up 17-0 to uh, with 12 minutes left. You have to be shocked. Like I mean, I, I don't know. You kind of say, oh, can we stop this snowball effect? Uh, because uh, we're not dealing with inclement weather. It's like the frozen tundra is the great, greatest time to play in Lambeau Field. I mean, I, I was winning one time, at, like Coach Allen. I was, we were winning 24-3 to at Lambeau Field, and we freaking lost. It was like 30-something, 30-something. I'm like, what the hell happened? I went in halftime. I thought we were going to win, and I'm looking at that game. We're up 17 points, 12 minutes left. To me, that was the game whether you get the double-digit wins or not. Is that a fair assessment? Well, yeah, look, I mean, and, and certainly hindsight being 2020 and you get the you get the chance to finish out the season and you say, but look, I think we all knew it at, at the time that, you know, there was a chance that this one could come up and bite us. Um, and it did. And it was a game that we had in hand. Um, and it's a game that we should have won. Um, and, and we didn't do that. And so that's why we're sitting in the predicament that, that we're in. And certainly there was other opportunities throughout the season uh, that we could have taken advantage of that we didn't. And so um, we all recognize that, you know, this is the bed that we made and we got to lay in it. Um, but that doesn't mean that we have to accept that that's going to be our reality going forward. And we need to, we need to do the things necessary to improve um, as a football team. What's the process of this week with Dennis, Mickey, you, your staff, when do you talk to you, your, your coaching staff? Yeah, look, the, the process right now is, um, look, I'll, I'll have plenty of opportunities over the next few days to, you know, kind of sit down with Mickey and, and kind of evaluate, um, get his thoughts on the season, um, him be able to share with me, me be able to share with him. Uh, we'll kind of evaluate everything. And then uh, I, I, want, I, want, I want to take all the emotion out of any decisions that get made, um, whether it be player evaluation or staff evaluations or any of those types of things. You take the, all the emotion out of it. You get a chance to really sit back and evaluate. Um, and so the coaches will be off. Uh, we'll be back in next week, uh, and we'll go through the evaluation process starting next week. Now, uh, Coach Holly, before we let you run, um, to me, uh, there's not an opinion. This actually would occur uh, when you look at Derek Carr. Because what we have invested in him, uh, he is the future quarterback. And you look down the stretch, he had a league best uh, 74% uh, completion rate. And he had all of a sudden, when you, uh, when you chime in and you look at the last game, he had 12 touchdowns and he had uh, one interception uh, when you look at that. And he had a quarterback rating of 117 passer rating, which is third best in the NFL. Okay, there's 32 starting quarterbacks, uh, but his last game was 145 and a half. So I'm like, I don't know. It seems like we blocked well for Derek Carr and Holly kind of turned the table and him being healthy. Uh, now, you might say, well, we have too much invested in Derek Carr. Well, yeah, we have a lot invested in him. But Holly closed out the season, the last handful of games, the last month. Uh, Derek Carr has proven that he's been 
uh, that he's going to be the future quarterback for 2024? Well, yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, the way that he performed down the stretch, uh, I thought was outstanding. Um, you know, and, and, and I thought, um, you know, I thought the players around him um, executed at a high level also. Uh, and so, um, you know, those numbers that you just rattled off, I mean, those aren't. Um, it's not an opinion. That's what happened. <laughs> no, those, and those aren't just like hum-ho numbers. These are, these are numbers, you know, in, in an elite category. Um, and, and so, look, I think, um, I, think, I think building this thing around what he can do um, and, and continuing to try to, um, you know, put him in the best position for success, um, I think leads to a lot more success for our football team. And, and I think we all understand the importance of the quarterback position. Now, uh, Coach Allen, before we let you run, uh, strength of schedule, uh, when they take care of business, you look at it's going to be uh, more formidable. I mean, uh, next year, the quarterbacks we have to face. Uh, so what is your take on that? Because to me, we did not take advantage of the strength of schedule this year. Yeah, and, 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 and I, think you're, I think you're absolutely right. I think the schedule was, you know, um, look, you never know what the schedule is really going to be until you start playing these games. Um, so records from previous years don't really have any bearing on what the record's going to be, um, you know, for the next year. And so, look, I know that we're going to be playing some teams that have uh, shown to be, um, you know, productive teams in our league. And, and so, um, you know, we're going to have to do a good job of, of – of, we're going to have to win some of these games against the better teams. And, and I think, yep. you know, that was that – was, like – Look, five of the eight losses were against teams that are in the playoffs, you know. And so regardless of what anybody might think about how they're in there, why they're in there, any of those types of things, um, five of the eight losses came against teams that made, that made the playoffs this year. And we're going to need to win games against good teams. And, and that's what we need to do to, to improve our football team. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time. Uh... Great win yesterday, and uh, enjoy the game. Go get the good seat before your wife gets it, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. We appreciate it. Okay, guys, appreciate it. Y'all take care. All right, Coach Allen. Let's pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. When we come back, we will talk to Assistant Special Teams Coach Phil Galliano <laughs> right after the break here on the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss and Bobby Bear on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back. Mike Hoss, Bobby Bear, along with Saints Assistant Special Teams Coach, just finished up his fifth year, Phil Galliano. Coach, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks for having me on. So, wow. I mean, you know, let's just talk about, you know, overall, when you just kind of look at punt returns, punt coverage, kickoff coverage, kick return. So punt returns, top five, uh, 12.2. Punt coverage, 5.6 as far as your coverage teams, top in the NFL. Kick coverage, third in the NFL. Kick return was, you know, it's, it's 21.2. It's a hard number to really judge because there's so few returns uh, these days. Just overall – this was a, a, a you know significantly strong unit. Before we start talking about individual players, but the units uh, for your special teams. Yeah, you know I think exactly what you said. It is a unit because on any given week, you know you have your, your couple of core players who are going to be up, but on any any given week, it's it's different guys that are going to be on each different unit. You know, depending on who's starting that game, who's going to be active, who's going to be inactive, 
And I think one of the things that we really try to do, you know, me and, and uh, Darren Rizzi try to do is put our players in, the, in a position to have the most success by matchups. It is a matchup game. So, you know, we spend a lot of time studying our opponents and body type, speed, what they do well. And, and then we try to put our guys in a position to allow them to have the most success possible. Um, and, I, and I think that, you know, the big thing for us is we have a, a whole unit of guys that believe in what we do. Um, they come to work every day. They're, they're super excited. They're super fun. and They want to be coached. And, you know, I think there's, there's a tremendous amount of buy-in. And, you know, they're, they're buying what we're telling them, and they're been going out and executing it and doing a heck of a job at it. Now, uh, Coach Galliano, when I look at, okay, the modern-day special teams, you know, you look yes. at the transition all through the years. I mean, to me, uh, I think this has you have to take a lot of pride in this, uh, that all of a sudden, and it's been this way from day one, it seems like, that you look, uh, perm return average uh, uh, against the Saints, we've been number one. Whenever you're giving up five yards of perm return, basically five and a half, uh, you have to take a lot of pride in that. Now, the punters involved, and what's going to occur with David Headley and, and all that, but... Uh, Explain to the fans, because sometimes, you know, it's not the traditional, it might be the rugby-type punt, and maybe we don't embrace uh, what's occurring. But what is the ideal, if you're only giving up five yards of return, what is the ideal, like, uh, uh, not the girls, but the net average? I mean, I, I'm yeah, lo- so- looking against Atlanta, he uh, basically, he uh, like, he averaged net, like, I want to say, 46 uh, 45 point, yeah. whatever. So explain that to the fans because a lot of times they want to see this beautiful, like, Ray Guy Southern Miss punt uh, that it's uh, unbelievable, high and all that. Uh, you got to uh, control the direction inside the 20 and all that. But uh, how does that affect your coverage units and when you're analyzing to be amongst the best in the NFL as far as your coverage units in the net? Yep. So. I think that's it's a great question, and there is a lot of things that go into it. And so, for example, for us this year, like I think we ended the year with our net punt was like thirty nine point seven net, and you know right. we'd like it to be you know we'd like it to be a little bit better. We'd like it you know if we can get it to say like forty two net, you know forty two and a half, you're going to be you know top twelve to top ten in the NFL in, in just your net. And like you said, there's a lot of things that go into that. Our style is a little bit different. You know, we gave up the second-fewest punt return yards allowed in the NFL. We were fifth-most punts in, down inside the 20-yard line. So those are all, you know, field-changing events that happen. And like you said, there's some of these guys that, that what the gross punt is, right, is the gross punt is how far you can punt the ball. Right. So the punter punts it. Let's say the punter punts it 60 yards. And every time you're punting it, you're punting the ball to usually the opponents, one of their best players, dynamic speed guy, Last night was a perfect example. You know, punt return 95 yards for a touchdown, changed that game in the game when I got home and lay on the couch and watched it last night for Buffalo to go that way. So, yeah, so if you're hitting at 60 and you're giving up a 20-yard return, well, no, your net's 40. Right. Or if you're doing, you know, if, if you're able to go and hit a good ball with good location and you punt that thing 43, 44, 45 yards and you're not giving up any punt return yards, you're going to have a better net than if you just hit at 60 and let them return at 20. So there's a lot of things that go into that, and, and, you know, it's always dangerous when the punt returner has the ball in his hands, and we know firsthand with our guy who, who's going to the Pro Bowl doing that as a punt returner. When the, when the punt returner has the ball in hand, that means somebody's got to tackle him. And so when we can have punts that get us 
great direction or hard to field or good hang times or, you know, they think we're punting it right and we're punting it left and it's on the ground that's rolling. Every time we can eliminate the returner having to return the ball, that's a good thing for our coverage unit. Now, uh, Coach Galliano, when you look at, um, obviously, um, listen, uh, did you make it or you missed? Uh, when I look at Blake Groupie and yep. where he's at and how I think he finished strong, he finished with a lot of confidence, and I'm sure he would tell you uh, that you can never be 8 of 10 within 20 and 29 yards. I mean, you cannot. Now, understand if you miss over 50 – and end up being 8 of 10 from 40, 49, 6 of 9, uh, 50 plus. This is going into the last game. Uh, but uh, the, the one thing, where is Blake Groupie at? Uh, obviously, salary cap, finances come involved. But it seems like, uh, I don't know, he was really poised. He wasn't too high or too low. He seems like he was able to weather the storm as a rookie. And it seems like he can grow upon what he did this season going into next year. For sure, I agree with you, you know, and, and he'd be the first to tell you that between 20 and 29, you should, you should make 100% of your kicks. He'd be the first one to say it, and we all know that, and he'll learn from that, and going forward, that, that'll be the case. He'll hit 100% of them. Um, and I do think he finished strong, and he, and he played with confidence, and, you know, we battled through a couple little nagging things here or there throughout the season, and was living in the training room, and never made any excuses, never made that public, anything like that. Um, but, but he is, and when you take a look at him, he's, you know, obviously being a smaller guy and young looking and that sort of deal, he's kind (laughs) of had to deal with that. He's had to deal with that growing up, you know, and throughout high school and in college and when he got here and, and that's just given him a wonderful personality because nothing phases him. He he doesn't let any of that sort of stuff bother him. You know, he he can look the way he does and people can kind of joke and stuff like that. But when it's time to go perform, he's a stone cold killer and, he, you know, he, he takes pride in that. And, and I think our guys really rallied around that. And, you know, he made a good statement for himself, you know, when early in training camp and the way he handled himself in front of the team and with the players, I think they all respected him and, and everybody had full confidence and belief in him. And we're really excited about his future. Now, uh, Coach Galliano, uh, one thing I can say, uh, this has been well over a decade. Y'all have done, the Saints have done an outstanding job uh, the players you keep on the back end of the roster to be able to cover. And I'm talking about making plays and whether you're dealing with injury, like uh, Andrew Dow. I think he was outstanding. All of a sudden he gets hurt, so he's not yep. available. So I'll look at all of a sudden next man up, DeMarco Jackson, what he was able to do. Uh, you look at Nephi Sue. He got hurt, but then I look at Isaac Gator. He goes on and on. And I, I, can, I don't know if I ever told you this story. Uh, I mean – I can remember JT Gray. I'm like, I remember one time back in the day, I, I think I gave Sean the business about this. Why are we getting rid of Chris Banjo? I, I think he's a stud. Now, he went to the Cardinals, and he was outstanding. But then JT Gray was even better than Chris Banjo. So it seems like the players that you plug and play, they've been off the chart with the coverage units. Now, kick off, you can kick it out the end zone. But put coverage and all that. Just our coverage units, our tacklers, we've been outstanding in that regard. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. And I think that, honestly, I think that starts at the top. That's, that's an organizational thing that goes, you know, through, through, the, through the GM and the head coach and our, and our scouting department and, you know, Jeff Ireland handling the draft. We're, you know, Riz and I are heavily involved in the back end of the draft and in our free agents. And I think that, you know, our, our, the rest of our assistant coaches and all our scouting department, they do a really good job of understanding and it's a collaborative effort that 
for a guy to make this team at those positions, you know, if he's not a top-round draft pick, he's going to have to play and contribute on special teams, and there's certain characteristics that you're looking for, and, and that becomes challenging sometimes because in college, some of the, some of the guys, you know, they don't play special teams right. in college. You're a star, linebacker, star, whatever it happens to be. So we try to, you know, evaluate enough film or whether it's at a senior bowl or the combine or pro day or whatever it may be to see today at the traits and characteristics that we're looking for to be able to be successful on a coverage unit, a protection and a coverage unit, you know, because you got to protect before you go cover on the punt team. Right. Um, so I think that's an overall organizational philosophy that everyone's bought into, which allows us to be able to, you know, have success in that, in that area. And, you know, we have a lot of good discussions about that, you know, all throughout the draft time and, and I really think, you know, even last year going into it, like Mike Parenton did a really good job in, in our free agent stuff of, you know, bringing Riz and I guys, hey, here's who we like at certain positions. Can you watch them, evaluate them, let's rank them special teams and just try to come up with the best combination that's going to be able to help us be successful as a team because ultimately that's what we need to do. Well, Coach, congratulations on the, you know, Rashid Shaheed Pro Bowl. That's always great. Undrafted free agent, second year out of Weber State. And, you know, continued success with uh, with the Saints and, and the special teams, and we appreciate you joining us tonight. Guys, I appreciate it very much. Happy New Year. Okay. Well, well, Happy New Year, Coach Gallagher. Let me tell you right now, uh, that's the least yes, of the who that nation's worries are damn special teams, <laughs> coaches, and players. I'll tell you, you and Coach Rizzi, y'all do an outstanding job. Uh, that, you know, you want to win, like, always two to three phases. Uh, well, right now, the Huda Nation, we know we win special teams. And a big tribute to you and Coach Rizzi. I appreciate it, guys. You have a great evening, okay? You too, sir. Thank you. We'll take a quick break. We'll say goodbye to Bobby, kind of. Don't, don't go far. you got the other half hour coming from the uh, sports talk coming up. But uh, we'll take a break here on the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Detellier will join us. We'll talk about college and the NFL and the college game tonight and the Saints. We're back after this on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back. Mike Hoss, now joined by Mike Dettelier, college and NFL analyst. And, boy, it isn't, it's amazing to me how quickly some things can flip from, okay, we're fighting for the playoffs to here's your schedule for 2024, right? Last night, schedule comes out, and, you know, it's too, too, too early to turn the clock too much to 24, but holy cow, that's going to be some games next year. Road games. Dallas, Green Bay, Kansas City, and you go to New York and Los Angeles. Who knows about the Chargers and Giants? But just how those games, kind of really when those games are played, Kansas City and Green Bay can can really dictate a lot. But those two, you know, you talk about just you know, iconic places, uh, you know, to play. Yeah, and you can see that the schedule is so much tougher than it was this year uh, with the Saints, and so I think that's probably the biggest disappointment for me. Uh, all season long with uh, the most favorable schedule I've, I've seen in my lifetime, and I've seen them all, that you had this opportunity and, and didn't cash in to get into the playoffs. Because I do know one thing. Once you're in, oh yeah, then you got a yeah. shot. You can say, oh, oh uh, rarely does that happen. Okay, rarely. Uh, give me that definition of rarely. There's still a chance. Is Baltimore – and San Francisco a cut above? Yeah. But you play in one game, it's not a series. One game, it's not a series. Just like I've had, you know, Bobby likes this, a Cowboy fans tell me, oh, Green Bay got no shot this weekend. No shot. I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Heck uh, yeah. Uh, hey, I've seen Green Bay really get much better since before when the Saints played them because of Love's development, the young receivers. 
Their defense, I don't know what the hell's going on there. But again, um, they can score. Can they run the football against the Cowboys? I to me, if Carolina has they have two touchdowns called back yesterday. Tampa to me, so they limp into the playoffs. If the Saints had gotten in, just the way they did, beating Atlanta and Carolina, which didn't that game was actually a lot closer than than the score was. I don't think anybody would want to come into this building, the Saints and the Superdome, and play the Saints who have won four of their last five. Quarterback, it's not throwing interception. I mean, they, that's exactly who you don't want to play. And you look at it. Forget the seeding. Yeah. And that particular point. Any of that. My thing is, do players make a difference? Antoine Winfield Jr. <sighs> okay, he tracks down DJ Chalk, knocks that ball out of his hands. Okay, now Carolina has a shot. Uh, they inside the 40-yard line, and he's in, helps on the sack, knocks yep. him out of field goal range. I'm like, geez, you talk about that guy's a difference maker. Uh, don't give me this next man up. I, I never believed that, and, and I'll disagree with you to my dying day on next man up because the next man ain't as good as a guy like Antoine Winfield. He made a difference in that game, but both offenses were sorry yesterday. Really, really bad. And, but, you know, I, I, he was done so much, Antoine Winfield and Jesse Bates for Atlanta. But both guys, the Saints were able to kind of neutralize them because against Tampa, they kind of got out to a lead and, you know, they, they kind of hit him in the mouth quickly. And I don't think I said Jesse Bates hardly <clears throat> at all yesterday. And he's the team, everything. He's the Antoine Winfield on Atlanta. Well, Jesse's been beat on some deep patterns the last few weeks. And so he's good in that short, medium-range coverage. The longer it goes, you know, he can't kind of run and run with guys like Rashid Shaheed. Can't do that particular part. The one thing with Winfield, and he talked about it after the Saints game, how upset he was because Taysom Hill kind of shaded him on that touchdown catch. And he said, I got blocked out, but I should have known better. I should have gotten myself in better position to make a play on that, and, and he ended up beating him for the score. So we've got about a minute and a half here. Just kind of give me a broad view of not you know, where this team can get better, what they need to do to get better on the In field. the trenches. Yeah. I was thinking uh, the same offensive, defensive line, and also in safety uh, position. I think that's, that's also a spot you got to look at. Um, if you get a chance to pick a young quarterback, a talented one, man, it's hard to pass up. I don't think any of the top four will reach you to 14. I don't think any of those guys are going to be there. And if not, then I think you have to look at offensive line, defensive line. And the big question mark, what are you going to do with Trevor Penning next year? Yeah, I'm, you know, that is a, that's this development there. thing is a little, it's, uh, you know. You talk about derailed. It was really derailed uh, this year, so that's a big question mark. But I still, I'm a firm believer. You win up front. Got to have the man at quarterback, but you got to win up front. Mike, as always, appreciate your thank time. You, appreciate, appreciate your time it, all season. We thank you for all of your analyst work, and thanks to everybody for listening to the Saints Coaches Show. Charlie Long, who helps out a lot more than you would ever know in the booth, and we'll have the Saints Hour tomorrow night. So join us along the. Uh, radio network but thanks for listening my thanks to the saints and dennis allen and everybody who participated in the show this year and we'll see you soon and hear from you tomorrow night we hope tonight for the saints hour so we'll say good night here on the new community coffee new orleans saints radio network 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.